Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey, here is Danielle with uh, another episode of the Ecom Show. And uh, today I will talk with Alan Glanfield. Uh, he's an amazing guy. He's, uh, he's a very creative guy. And uh, his focus is on um, high quality videos and brand videos. So not uh, your typical Facebook ad video guy or product uh, videos guy, but he focuses more on branding and um, really creating videos which are emotionally enticing and really, really convinces people with a story and with emotions. So today I will talk with Alan. Uh, we will talk about the main principles of a great and engaging video. We will uh, also talk about some uh, video agencies you might heard of, like uh, Harmon Brothers and, uh, and, and other agencies and his agency as well. So stay tuned because uh, we are coming with this amazing episode. Actually, before the recording, we started talking about uh, food photography and you mentioned the client of yours. So maybe you can share this with the audience as well. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, right now we're in this Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. Um, we have we have one um, we have a one major one bigger client who's focused in the food space. They um, they do direct to consumer uh, butcher delivery, so hand cut meats delivered next day fresh. And um, we've been uh, helping them kind of build. Uh, a more, uh, I'd like to say, interesting and trustworthy brand using video, showing their craft, um, and um, kind of going beyond that and helping them with um, their kind of entire e-commerce um, environment. But uh, I think it's that's it's been an interesting it's been an interesting client to use video to show butchery. Um, and show show someone's skill at something that um, kind of really helps sell sell the product, and people see that it's um, you know not a not a not a, a machine kind of handled product. So um, yeah, that's been that's been sort of our focus. We were talking about food photography and the sort of interesting little little secrets that. Photographer, photographers used to um, kind of give them the extra time during their shoots. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, and uh, how how do they get customers? Facebook ads or Google ads or something else? So, but uh, yeah, so I mean, when we first started with them, um, we've ten x their business and five months um which has been really interesting so we actually started um just because of their their sort of wishes we we started purely organically uh we started to shoot um we we were looking at the competitive landscape for them uh we found that people weren't showing much in terms of what the products look like i had simple questions like how well how thick is that steak 
is uh, I would I would love to know that if I can't see it in store, I want to see it in uh, on the website. So we started to, we started to shoot uh, food products and meat products almost like we would uh, a, a clothing brand or a client. We were getting every side, every angle. We started shooting video, starting uh, sh- shooting video uh, of the butchers kind of hand cutting these things so that when you go to a product page, you're getting this mo- the most detailed experience, almost more detailed than you would in a, even an actual butcher. And so that um, got them rolling organically. We started to see a lot of just organic traffic. And then uh, in October, we started to build out their ad strategy using video. Um, creating different types of ads for prospecting and retargeting. Um, some that showed their skill and others that were more lifestyle focused and how it benefits the customer. And um, at that point, when we when we put that into place, um, we were getting a return of about a ROAS of around nine on these ads. And, um, and we basically doubled their business the next month. And mm-hmm. then and we've just been continuing to scale. So the ad advertising on Facebook and Instagram, uh, especially using video, has uh, really had a massive impact on them. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. reason why I uh, like uh, talking about food industry and e-commerce because uh, not many people start, uh, start out in this industry, while food is, I think, the biggest market. So everyone's... Yeah a beauty brand or fashion or uh, pet products maybe uh, hiking stuff but food is so obvious probably people don't want to deal with the quality food because you know that it expires after a while Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's the biggest market yeah like they 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 have a their business is set up to handle it they have their own delivery trucks they have everything they need so for them to go basically what they were was wholesale to direct consumer, they could manage that internally. We just had to go and turn it on. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'd like to say that like there is a huge portion of that business that is kind of selling itself because people want to eat and people aren't leaving their house as much. Um, however, we were able to sort of take what maybe was coming in organically and, and, and double down on that. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. And I think foods, foods, are uh, an interesting space to be looking at as marketers and, and people helping, helping these brands, because I think a lot of people, a lot of these smaller grocers and, and different, uh, different part, uh, industry or different companies within that industry, um, may not realize they have an opportunity to do something online. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, yeah, I think, I think for us, I mean, we even talk about it. We, what do we, what do we want to do we want to niche into anything? And food comes up a lot because after that, when we're even just creating simple video content that just shows how it works, like how as a customer do I buy and how does it end at my door? Um, even just the video content we've created for that, um, we've had interest from other brands. Be like, I just want people to know how my food delivery works. Yeah. 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 And also how it's made, the food, especially yeah. if it's high priced then it's worth to tell the story, how it's made. Uh, And video helps a lot. Um, Probably you don't know, but a few weeks ago, I had an episode with Jan Garlic, and 
he uh yeah. I, I think uh you referred um or he referred uh you to me back then yeah yep. I remember well. and uh he told me a lot a lot about storytelling how important it is story storytelling mm -hmm. he mentioned this a lot of times so that's super important yeah um, i think i I think people can get wrapped up in, in in equipment and gear and what they have and don't have and and use that as a kind of a reason to not jump into it. But it really even even ourselves like you think the extra equipment's going to help you, but it really doesn't change a bad story or yeah. a bad or a bad product. So um we even internally are looking at like <laughs> we need to invest less in continuously adding to our gear inventory and looking at like um, investing in our ability to write better, to provide more creative direction, um, to um, to bring in others who can as writers and creatives, because honestly, like some, uh, especially in the ad side of it, like we're seeing like some of the simplest ideas outperform the most amazing complicated video concepts. And it's, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> But, uh, but you're like, how is this better? How is this doing better? But it is. And so it really comes down to truly being creative. And that has nothing to do with, you know, how, how sharp the video is. Hmm. So there is no, much, not much uh, correlation between quality of the video and conversion. No, I think it's maybe, all, I mean, I think, maybe, it's all, I think it's all concept and like, just really like, showing like are you showing the right video to the right person or the, or just the right right piece of content to the right person yeah um i think a lot i think e-commerce ad you know advertising all these systems are really starting to um optimize and run themselves you're kind of responsible for building the brand and like creative like a lot of that execution stuff sort of requires less and less effort right um so you need creative ideas and 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 that's really where our focus is because these ad advertising environments and stuff are becoming easier and easier to manage yeah. yeah yeah and so yeah i mean you could argue how about we come up with more creative ideas use the same budget and so we can test more instead of relying solely on one idea and being like here's our one idea better work you know, that's kind of the people still are still stuck in that traditional television, almost television ad idea where it's like, we have this one idea. We don't know if it's going to work. We don't know who's going to see it. We just hope it works. Um, whereas now we have the freedom to do things really, really inexpensively and we can do a lot of them and we can test them. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and that's funny because now, especially Black Friday and things like that, you're seeing one by one images or GIFs outperform videos and all these like weird things where finally you're sold on video and then you find out it, there's actually, it's not always the best. And um, yeah, I think, I think people can be scrappier than they realize. Hmm. Do you think uh, these days it's where to create more videos, even the quality is not as good, not as high quality, but more videos like 
five, ten videos and just A-B test them, just test the shit out of them instead of just create one video and this must be the perfect video. We know that and we even wrote the script. We hired actors and so on and so on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're small and your budget's limited, I wouldn't dump it all into one idea. I mean, that's kind of risky, right? Um, unless yeah. you've got like a, yeah, unless you have a uh, some serious writing talent where you know you, you've nailed it, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want to just test lots of different things. Um, because I mean, really, people consume things what once or twice and then forget about it. So I put all this effort and investment into something that people are gonna watch once and never and never, never see yeah. it again. So um, you know, for us, we were always looking at how do we. How can we, you know, and with Ian as well, um, you know, I've worked with him and um, been a part of his agency program and just talking about how do we sit down and get the most out of, um, out of our efforts? How can we, how can you, or how can we show up with your brand and, and get a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts, a lot of creative cranked out all at once? And how do you use that across the board? How can we repurpose things for a website, for email? I mean, I think a lot of people think of videos like for social media, but there's so many places video can kind of play a role in the in the sort of sales process and the uh, customer journey. Yeah. Post-purchase yeah. in the email be awesome. Definitely, we use it. And we create uh, GIFs from uh, the first few seconds of the video yeah. to grab their attention. Or we use a big thumbnail, um, mm -hmm. put it in the email, and we put a big uh, play button in the middle and people love clicking that and they go to the video on the website or YouTube or somewhere. Yeah. So hundred yeah. percent. I think, um, I mean, I mean, you would, you probably know. Yeah. I would imagine your click through rates pretty high when it comes to having grabbing people's attention in that way. Yeah. The video it, it's, it's crazy. Probably that has the highest click through. Yeah. We, we tried many other things. Um, but video always win, almost always win. I would say we mm -hmm. had a we had a client um, last year, and uh, they are huge in YouTube. I mean, not them, but the influencers who promote the uh, products. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is how they got, uh, I think, eighty, ninety percent of that traffic organically from YouTube. They just work with influencers, and. Uh, we um, we reused the uh, video content in the emails and some emails had like 30, 40, 50% click-through rates. Like every second people clicked and wow. watched them. Uh, these were big, I, I don't know if it's big in the US, but uh, the videos had like a half a million viewers, some of them. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another tactic, right? Uh, if you can't produce your own video, you know, you could go and distribute your product to a bunch of influencers who can. Yeah. Yeah. And you set up some sort of agreement to get that content. They can share it, but you also get those assets. And they have they get the benefit of continuing to be, you know, as you use it for your promotional purposes, they're still getting promoted within that. Um, and yeah, so, you know, that's something that we're always, we're in the process of right now is for that butcher brand is to, um, start to collect user-generated content, 
where we can start to cut together kind of user stories, which I think, again, has a whole, um, is extremely effective as for prospecting or retargeting. But yeah, you don't you don't have to limit you don't you know if you if you aren't confident speaking about your product, you can find people who will, and uh, get that and set up set up a ways to sort of get that content from them. You see it all the time, especially in like the vi- photography and video space on YouTube, mm-hmm. all these photographer and YouTuber influencers. Um, you know, I, I feel like they all when an iPhone 12 comes out, they all seem to have an iPhone 12 video. You know. Yeah. And I think that's a really affordable way to sort of get not only promoted, but get raw material for you to work with. And then you can edit it, edit those together yourself or hire an editor and then you're good. Yeah. I, th- I can see two uh, different directions. There are companies who want to make the content. They uh, hire someone, they shoot it by themselves. It depends, but... They don't. They want to, you know, create it by themselves. And other companies who want to hire influencers, and uh, they get the uh, traffic from the followers of uh, of the influencers, and also the influencers they create the content by themselves. So they don't the, the company they don't have to spend on content because the influencers take care of that as well, and they yeah. know. The audience pretty well. So these are two different words or, or angles, I would say. Yeah, um, I mean, ideally, it's great to do both. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there's ways to get creative and to get your creative. Yeah. And uh, so you know, you offer uh, these kind of services. So let's talk about those a bit more. When uh, should someone start investing into this? Um, let's say I have an e-commerce company. This is my first company. I don't have much money to invest. And uh, I have my iPhone. I start uh, shooting videos uh, in my room uh, with my product. Let's say um, I have some following. And then when should I think about uh, hiring someone and helping me and maybe higher quality videos as well? Um I mean, pretty, uh, I mean, it depends, but it's, I mean, you would want to, you'd want to look at investing in, 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 in quality content pretty much right out, right away. I mean, and, and that, and that could mean qualities could mean, like, I mean, like your iPhone, for example, there are, they're pretty great these days. Yeah. Um, you get a lot, I mean, it really comes down to, lighting honestly um so yeah i mean i think people have a um there's an expectation now and sort of a a standard in which you can't really roll out and just be lazy about your creative and i think it's really like i think it comes down to like how you budget yourself i I think um i you know when when it when it comes to your website for example brands like or companies like Shopify and Squarespace like they they have some of the best designers I'm sure on their team I would I would like to assume it's probably pretty safe to say 
Um, so, so, you know, over investing or over spending on, you know, building out a website, it just the framework makes less sense now. And you should be reallocating all that into the creative because really all, 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 all your website is, is a frame and without the good, without great call visuals, great photography, um, you know, it's kind of, it's not really doing its job. So, um, I'd be investing right away. And I, I just think there's so many ways, like there's, there's companies out there, even you can send your products to, and they'll do it all for you. And it's not that expensive. So, um, yeah, I know bringing in someone like us, um, I'd be, I'd be doing it. If, the brands that do it right out of the gate are the ones that seem to, um, end up spending less money in the long run. Cause you're not sort of like backtracking down the road. Uh-huh. Um, and you're starting to just build your the foundation for your brand right away. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question, but I would say pretty damn soon after launch or pre-launch, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there's just, I don't know, there's so many resources. Like, spend, spend an hour on YouTube. You can figure out how to do pretty good stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's an excuse, for, even if it is money why you can't uh, either go and handle this yourself or bring in someone like us. Um, Cause you know, you, the, the investment, the return on investment will be pretty clear. If people don't understand your business or your product or how it works or what makes you different or your story or whatever, like people don't have that information. How, how are they supposed to um, make an informed purchase or share their experience or any of these things, all these things that are key to, um, making that first purchase and getting those referrals and getting people coming back. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, delay on that kind of on that. Yeah. Did you, um, experiment with the video reviews or, or testimonials for e-commerce companies? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't, that's, it's sort of a, it's part of, on the advertising side, something we want to start doing. Um, and we've, um, we've actually just pushed out a bunch of product to a bunch of, um, they don't even need to be influencers. They just need to be great on camera. They almost need to be just awesome at doing selfie videos. You don't need to be an influencer. So we've pushed out a bunch of product. Um, and we're asking that they kind of create these user experience videos. And uh, we're, we're in the middle of waiting to get those back. So uh, it's not something we've actually done before. It's something that I've, uh, we've always uh, wanted to do because I think that, that content has uh, uh, a lot of value, um, whether that's on a product page or an ad um, or an email. Um, yeah, they're, I think they're huge. And I think, I think a lot of the time, if you're having trouble selling your product yourself, you'll see a huge improvement letting someone else that, that has just your product yeah. do that for you. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because uh, I, I think a few weeks ago, I just randomly went to the website of uh, Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell boots, but they sell a lot of products. It's a huge company. And I checked out their uh, e-commerce store 
and uh, I would never buy uh, boots uh, for constructions. I'm not a construction worker. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I just randomly checked it out. The, actually, the website is very nice. I really like the design. Um, the colors, very clean. And I went to a product page uh, where I checked out a pair of boots. And uh, there was a video about, um, about uh, lady i think and uh she told her uh she she just told an average day of of hers um and she you know she just mentioned that when i wake up i i go to the school with my kids after i go to work i use caterpillar boots by the way and then she just told the story and it was very nicely built i really liked that video so um yeah i think and storytelling again and uh mm. people just want to envision yeah. what it would be like to own or use or have your product yeah um and you got to do everything you can to help them like you know envision that and, and help them um you know feel how great it'll be to or how their life will be easier or whatever um mm. and so yeah i think i think there's i think you can do that yourself i think you can create your own content there but an added layer of real people finding real benefits to your product and, and you being able to share that um i think those are the best for sure yeah um last time i remember we talked about harmon brothers so if mm -hmm. i know well they uh ask for crazy amounts for one video and uh when should i spend uh, 50 100k for one video <laughs> when is that moment well, there's your example of like, if I could only put out one video, better have good writers, right? And so there, there's your, there's, that's, that's those guys. Great writing, right? It's not their cameras. So it's, it's completely all the mm -hmm. concepts. It's their concepts that are amazing and hilarious. And, and the sort of recipe for going viral is just often it's humor. Um, I think there's a book, Contagious. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's simply the trying to explore like a formula for like what makes things go viral. Mm. And there's really the, the conclusion is this there's a million ways things go viral, but obviously humor is one of them. And Harmon Brothers obviously um, have been able to um, capitalize on that. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I think, um, I think if you have the budget, I, I, I would still like if you don't if like all you have is the 50k like I don't know if I'd go that route like I think you should always do more you don't want you don't want to have a dud and then <laughs> everything's gone I also think I also like to think that they wouldn't work with someone who was in that financial position either um, yeah if if uh, I'm sure they and I'm almost positive I've been on their site there's a vetting process for them to even for you to even become one of their clients which is great. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think you need a much bigger budget to do something like that. But I think like when you do have it, it like, I don't know, I'd be, I'd love to, I don't know. I'd love to see, see, uh, to be a part of one of their projects. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Cause like, yeah, I think, I think really, but you know, now I'm, I'm just, as I'm thinking about it, you, you know, you really could do a, a DIY version of, of something like that. Like 
if you want to shoot it yourself or find a local videographer to help shoot it, doesn't mean you can't go find a freelance writer. Often they're comedians that are these writers and find a local, find another local comedian who wants to, who probably has never thought about writing for ads, but um, you could do your own like spin on it. All you need is that um, a little, you know, a little writing room or a virtual writing room to sort of bounce ideas and explore that. Once you have that going out and shooting, it's easy. Yeah, sounds like good video content is, uh, as you said, light, lighting is important, but it's not about the gear, but more about storytelling, copywriting or script writing. And just, yeah, good story comes from that. Where, um, yeah, and we're, we're not used, like, you look at TikTok, you look at all these like platforms, it's like, they're just on your phone. We're, we're, we're okay with basic video quality as long as it's f funny or entertaining. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it has to be, I think that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Do you think, uh, someone with a comedy background, they have an advantage, uh, to become a scriptwriter or, or even marketer? Yeah. I, I kind of think they, they might, I mean, I think they're so used to just constant, like you. Uh, you're constantly having to come up with new ideas, new ideas, new perspectives, new, like looking at things in different angles, different ways. How do I, how do I tell the same story three different ways and see what one resonates the best? Oh, I'm done this whole, I'm done my, you know, I've, I've done this whole routine. Now I got to start over again. I think they're so used to, to just having to constantly conceptualize things that there is an advantage there. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of work out there that people don't realize in that field. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, um, you know, I, I can just think of uh, Joe Rogan that uh, I think every day he shoots one podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, almost every day. And it's two, three hours. And yeah. now he has 1,500, 600, something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I know. I think there's an advantage there. I think they're just, I think someone who's really skilled at that, like that's how their brain works. It's just constantly firing out ideas, seeing what, what lands and what doesn't. I think they got to apply that skill to like writing for brand content, yeah. ads, whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, something that we, those are the kinds of people we are, you know, ourselves should be looking for and hunt, hunting down. And, Cause I think that'll, uh, That'll help even take our our work to another level, um, for sure. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, what uh, do you think of yourself? Where is your biggest strength? Uh, writing or, or or camera and and shooting the good images or 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 what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we I sort of came from it more from the camera side uh, mm -hmm. as a photographer. Um, then got into video and sort of had to work from that angle, um, which has been nice. And I guess in a way, cause we can bring a level of quality, um, to what we're doing because we're, um, skilled in that. Uh, however, I, you know, I've over the years spent a lot of time on the strategic side of things, looking at how we can tell stories and, um, 
and help uh, kind of humanize humanize companies. Um, prior, you know, a couple of years ago, we were actually in the cannabis space here in Canada, which was another interesting market because it was newly legalized uh, medically at the time, eventually recreationally, and that industry was black market. It, it so badly needed a, uh, a a fresh start and a fresh face. So we were in that for a while, which is really interesting because and we used video all the time to just tell tell stories and show and sh- and kind of open the door open a window into a into an industry that um may have been um seemed yeah s- sketchier or darker than it really was and yeah. show that show the professional side of it show the uh show the um the craft and show the care and show that so um yeah it's uh i, don't know, I lost track of that <laughs> i don't know yeah. where i'm going <laughs> Yeah, is it uh, legal in every state in the in Canada, or or how is it? Yeah, we're not. I mean, in Canada, a lot of things just kind of go countrywide. So yeah, in Canada, the um, legalization, I think, when it was 2018, happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and the and the and the country didn't didn't burn down. Didn't <laughs> there was no chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, yeah. everyone, everyone, everything people thought would happen. Um, so yeah, I know it's, um, it's interesting to go into markets. I, I, this, the butcher was another, is another really interesting thing. It's, it's just, it's, it's yeah. cool to go, um, get away from actually being the one shooting and really just sit down with brands and see like, how can we tell your story? How can we humanize you? How can we, um, you know, show, show the behind the scenes. So people really yeah. like see where your product comes from. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, we, we just, if, if none of that can be exposed because you're not actually proud of it, you're not proud of where it comes from or any of these stories, like, I mean, then we're probably not for you, right? (laughs) Like we can't really help you. I'm not going to help you fake a a story that is, that is untrue. So yeah, I guess it's, 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 uh, it all depends on what your, your real stories are. But yeah, I know we, um, I sort of over time got into uh, that side of it, which has been, which has been really fun. It's fun to be in the strategic side, trying to map out every single opportunity we can get for a brand. And often it's way more than you even imagine. It's by the time we've gone through uh, video strategy sessions and, uh, you know, you you might've thought you needed one or two videos and we've found 50, Hmm. um, and uh, not that we do them all at once, but we can then map out a journey that we go yeah. through together to like shoot that over time or or flag things you can do yourself. And uh, yeah, that, I think that's it's been really cool, and that's allowed us to sort of work with um, uh, you know being the one shooting. We we're limited to where we're where we are. Um, mm-hmm. We can only go so far, and especially now with travel restrictions, uh, we can't go and shoot for everyone that wants us to but we can sit down and like map out a, a process and leave yeah. that with you to take on yourself or um, take to someone locally, which has been, which has been cool. So, which is, you know, part of why we connected, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Lockdown yeah. is a huge opportunity for brainstorming and mapping out strategy. Yeah. For sure. And <laughs> often that's just like the biggest hurdle, right? Like, it's just like, I don't know what to do. 
yeah. if I knew what to do and, and if I had if, if I had someone helping me like do some writing, you know, shooting's the least of my worries kind of thing. And and so that's like great. Like I think there's more opportunity for services there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to be a copywriter and uh, for me the hardest part was research. Mm-hmm. And sounds like it's quite similar that uh, strategy and brainstorming and research it's more work and it's more tiring than the shooting itself for copywriters it's the writing itself because mm-hmm. you just have to write down yeah if you, write, yeah it's execution and that's it in the end yeah if you've done all that pre-production work all that planning and strategy figured out what you want to do then you've broken that broken it down into what you think it should look like and what we're saying yeah it's essentially by the time you're ready to execute it's just a checklist and you're just like yep got that mm-hmm. got that got that and cut it all together and so yeah the, you know we find that too we often will fly by the seat of our pants and just jump into shooting something and it's always a like post-production nightmare because we haven't actually like like the mm-hmm. editing process becomes painful because we haven't act, we didn't actually conceptualize it. Uh-huh. So yeah, the more the more work you put into the planning, preparing, and all the strategy, and if, if you invest in having someone do that with you, or if you do it yourself, giving the work to someone to actually just shoot, it's for them as well. They're so much happier because they're like, like I said, it's just a matter of not scratching everything off the list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're finding even ourselves being a small company that we were just crushing work and not really, and just trying to like take on everything. And uh, that has an effect on sort of, um, you know, again, like the quality of the writing. And so we're taking a step back ourselves as, you know, recognizing our, what we were doing wrong as an agency and now putting a way more time into like the pre-planning. Yeah. 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 I think that's uh, underestimated by many people, by clients, especially by clients. Yeah. Uh, because they don't I, see it as like doing anything. They're like, why aren't you out there shooting? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing, guys? You haven't messaged me for strategy. Ugh. <laughs> Just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, bad strategy, but good strategy is not like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, my last question, Alan, is there any tip what you would give to e-commerce business owners, marketers for Q4. We we have, uh, we still have one month from Q4. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're less, I mean, we're being with our clients when it comes to content and we're being way less story and, and, and kind of like bit kind of big picture storytelling sort of the brand and, and all that. We're, we're focusing less on that and just being very, very product focused. Uh-huh. just being like here's a product it's awesome you're in the gifting mode or buying for yourself mode like what makes a product great for you and how how can you see it in your life so shooting way more product focused videos is sort of yeah. what we're doing for q4 and then um maybe in january if we if that brand hasn't got there yet we'll look at doing more storytelling so that and then we can sort of use that as sort of a uh an opportunity for post-purchase sort of re-engage these purchasers now I, people don't i find they're they're not they don't need to have the whole story right now they're like looking to just gift and check things yeah. off their list so i think it's just 
influencing the purchase and we can sort of try and uh, get, get, get that lifetime value out of them after. Um, so that's generally what we're doing. So video, photo for product pages, um, ads being product focused. Um, and uh, yeah, sort of our Q4 mentality right now. Yeah, everyone is in buying mode and just here's the product. This is why it's good. Take it. So yeah, yeah I can imagine. And um, I think it's just um, you know when it, when it comes to being uh, competitive in like say in Facebook or Instagram advertising, it's just like really making sure you're thinking about like what am I doing in those like one to three seconds. If it's a video like what what is happening to get people to stop you can't like ease into your little into your idea that something needs to happen right away to like get their attention or they're just gonna miss it and you're really gonna overspend there's a lot you can you know you can look at a lot of your ad data to tell you exactly what's going wrong in your creative mm -hmm. yeah what's the name of this fan um you just like scroll stopper, I think. That's the that's the yeah. name. At the beginning, yeah. you want some scroll stopper, like yeah, you move or you start with an image for one second, and then the video. I could see a few. And and you can look at your dashboard. Look at your three second video views. If they're yeah. crazy, if they're crazy low, <laughs> yeah. people aren't people aren't like you're not grabbing their attention. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's hard to learn, by the way. I, I, find, I find it hard to learn. Uh, yeah, to and I mean, it doesn't, again, it, you know, it's easy to overthink it. Um, and it depends on it. It could just be something coming into frame quickly or, I don't know, anything to sort of um, illustrate motion or, or the subject interacting with the viewer even if it's pointing at them, there's like little s silly things that sort of yeah. kind of catch people's eye. And uh, yeah, but I mean, a lot of that is, um, that's not like, that's, you can go and just learn about advertising theory. <laughs> and yeah. it's all this, it's, this it's, it's the same as it was with before social ads. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make any sense logically, right? It can, as I said, it can be movement or something comes into the frame and yeah, like just something. And then people you can't want be sound based. You can't rely on noise. I mean, uh -huh. I just saved a, uh, I think it was an ad from Raining Champ clothing. Mm -hmm. It's like one shot of just a guy boxing. Hmm and it's super cool i mean it's one it's one push on this guy but there's like tons of motion and he's smashing his bag and it's on it's like whoever their customer is will probably like be interested in in that in this silhouetted kind of boxer and uh and they just have copy over it i mean there, there's really nothing to it and i and i, and I uh it was like going back to what I was saying earlier. It's just like sometimes these like simple ideas are so much more effective, and it's to the point that it's annoying because <laughs> yeah, you want yeah. the big idea to work. But uh, yeah, no, I think you really understand your customer, and that's the other thing is like it doesn't have to be something flying to frame. It has to be like who am I targeting and what's going to like catch their eye. Like 
what are they going to care about? What's going to stop them from scrolling because I know them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to always be like fireworks. Yeah, don't overthink it. Um, Alan, if anyone wants to find you, where they can find you? Um, Instagram's pretty good, or our website. Uh, it's Bellwether X, uh, B E L L W E T H E R X, on Instagram or bellwetherx.com on our website. Um, happy to chat with anybody. Happy to, uh, yeah, hop on a call, talk, spend ten minutes, and talk strategy. Um, you know, these days it's always fun. Uh, it's fun to just connect with people and and help uh, help even get them started. Yeah, Alan is a very friendly guy, very easy to reach out to him. So if anyone is interested in video, then talk with him. Um, yeah, yeah, and I hope, we can, uh, hope we can do some things together sometime. Uh, let's get through Q4 yeah. and um, yeah, stay alive. Go and tackle some things after the uh, after the crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks, Alan, for joining us today and sharing all of these. And mm. thanks for uh, everyone who, who watched us and who will uh, listen to the podcast when we release it. And every Thursday, we are coming out with a new podcast episode. Um, and we have regular live streams on uh, almost every Monday. Um, so thanks again and stay tuned, everyone. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.